my partner might be dead. They're gonna, they're gonna think it was me. The carpet is soaked with blood. Oh! It is just this dark stain leading from the end of the bed into the hallway, where it stops abruptly. The door explodes as you hear someone start to reload. I want to punch him. You drop him to the floor. (laughs) Stop. Police, stop what you're doing right now. Take your hands off of the suitcase. Yeah. Like, he shot my friend. Sorry, did you say your friend? Uh Uh-huh. Who else was in the house with you? Do you know the cryptid? You are put into the cell next to Ace. Nami? Hi, Ace. What the fuck are you doing here? Can you get us out of here? I can try. Right now? Yeah. Okay. There's somewhere else we could go. You know how I said I did some work for the Dreadringers? Yeah. Nami, pleasure to meet you. You ever think about becoming a vampire, Nami? Oh, no. You see Carmichael lick his lips. Nami, let's keep in touch. Do you want to talk to me more about Kennedy? Their face goes a little, like, gaunt. Kennedy and I met at the at the Divot Museum. Was she, like, doing okay? Or was she, like, off in any way? Or maybe, like... I mean, she didn't sleep very well the last couple nights, but, like, other than that, it seemed fine. Oh, what do you mean? What, was she having nightmares? Sometimes she has, uh, like like sleep paralysis like rabbit are you all right mom yeah yeah I'm, I'm, oh i'm good sorry i was just gonna call you one of your cousins passed away tonight we don't really know what happened to them it's pretty much what you saw in the aruna household there is a lot of blood here as you kind of like cast your eyes around the room you realize that the light bulbs are shattered but there is no evidence of them on the floor. Hidden behind some other books is a little journal. You flip to the last couple of pages and there's two things of note here. Corn notes a recurring meeting at Wilson Dillard High School labeled MSG. The other thing that you discover, Corn has been keeping a log of their dreams. And as you flip to the very last page, it just says, had sleep paralysis for the first time. Not sure what it means. I feel like maybe what's happening to the family is bigger than us. I saw this same thing at the Aruna house earlier. Your cousins are bringing in what look to be those long candles in varying Mm -hmm. colors. You see red and black and white. They're clearly preparing for some sort of ritual. Cold takes a drag on her cigarette. This loss is a wound on me, Rabbit. It's a wound on all of us. I'm sure you take it especially hard in your position. It is a wound on me. Kelly, you have this feeling, says, I don't think we got enough information at the Aruna house. Mm -hmm. I need to go back. Coming back out of the bedroom, you realize that at the end of the hall, there is a new door. Inside, you see a barrage of broken things. You are just quick enough to move out of the way as something leans out from the darkness and attempts to grab you. Look back as you realize you haven't yet shut the door and the door is gone. If what you were saying about the rumors around town are true and that like there's other people who have also gone missing and similar MOs with like the blood and it all leads up to a singular location and then stops abruptly, that to me, that's where the door is opening. You know, this, right. this one, the door that just like comes out of nowhere. It seems like these people were experiencing 
trouble sleeping or sleep paralysis as well. And like, is this thing just like a literal sleep paralysis monster? Kelly, you are making your way up the stairs into your apartment. There is a new door. I'm going to stay standing near the door. Cool. Then you are oblivious to a hand that stretches out and wraps itself around Rabbit's mouth. I would like to attack the arm. (laughs) And you see a tall silhouette. Its hand closes on the knob, and with a slam, the door closes, erasing it all at once from the wall of your bedroom. Fuck! I'm not here to get Nami to turn herself in. Tell her that if she's willing to talk about the cryptid, that could be useful in getting her sentence reduced. Uh, What's this about turning in the cryptid? You fessed up to being friends with the cryptid and you broke a alleged murderer out of jail. Yeah. I I just want this to be so clear, Nami. Things are very complicated and feels like you don't get it. I've learned a lot of things, Nami. But some things I don't get. Nami, how about you adapt to humans? Just enough to know the world is not as pleasant as you are. Rabbit's just gonna drive to the high school once everyone's buckled in. Thumper streaks through a deep puddle into the empty parking lot of Wilson Dillard High. There are doors behind the bleachers. I'm gonna walk up through to the first door with my sword out and I'm gonna swing it open. Nami, it pulls you inside and with the other hand, it shuts the door. Rabbit and Kelly rush for the door that Nami just got pulled through, plow through this door and the last door disappears behind you. Something bad is happening in Norfolk. There's these places that people shouldn't go and they're going there. Everyone listening, you need to, you need to stay away. Don't come here. Don't walk through any doors you don't already know. Stay away. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Pest Control, an actual play podcast with Q-Times. I'm your GM, Sam. I use he, him pronouns. And this week, we are returning to our second season, where we are playing Monster of the Week by Michael Sands and Evil Hat Productions. This season is focused on the community of Norfolk, a town that is being rapidly subsumed by the city, which is hemmed it in on all sides with highways and suburbs. We have some tenets that we're going to be trying to stick to as we continue through this game. The first is show the community, show your connection to it, show where it comes together and show where it is fraying. And secondly, we have show the world of the myriads, show how the world is different now in ways both complex and mundane. Players, would you introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm William, they, them, and I am playing Kelly Aberdeen, he, him, the Crooked playbook. Hi, I'm Jonas. I tend to use they, them pronouns, and I am playing Rabbit Moon, who is the shape changer, and uh, Rabbit's pronouns will change depending on their form and circumstance. Hi, I'm Sam, uh, she, they, and I am playing Nami, the divine playbook, who uses she, her pronouns. I think let's just let's just get right into it. Nami, you are in blackness. After being pulled through the doorway in the high school gym, this thing has slammed the door behind you. 
all around you, you can see a, a variety of, of broken and discarded knickknacks. There's a piano in here. There's a deflated bouncy castle. You see a, a potted plant that is like out of its pot and just laying on its side. There's bed sheets strung from a variety of different surfaces. It is a jumble in here. It is like a junkyard. And this thing has hold of you. What do you do? I'm going to hit it with my sword. I'm going to hit it with my sword? <laughs> okay. Sec- yeah, I'm going to punch uh, it with my gun. <laughs> make, make me a kick some ass roll. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's a five. Mm. Fuck. <laughs> okay. Take ex- mark a point of experience. Dang, Nami, Nami was such a cool character. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, ouchie. What if yeah. Nami dies? What if any of us die? Oh, this thing does two harm. I don't have armor. So it does more than two harm normally. Uh. So Nami, I think this is as good a time as any for me to introduce you to this creature. Uh-huh. As you are pulled towards it and you swing wildly with your sword, its features are illuminated by the pink flame that emanates from your weapon. In the light, you can see that this figure is a far cry from human. It has contorted itself into the shape, but it's too thick to be human, as if someone cut a gingerbread man out of raw New York strip. Its edges are soft and move slightly on their own, and it turns to beady, black, perfectly round, unblinking eyes towards you. Its lips unfurl from its face like flower petals, revealing glinting objects in its mouth, salvaged pieces of metal and glass it has embedded in its gums. And you are reeled in as it opens its mouth really wide and takes a big old bite of your arm. Nami, you are going to take three harm. Uh, You have one armor, so that is going to be two. Mm -hmm. As this thing grips onto your arm like a shark and begins to throw you back and forth, attempting to bite your arm off. Kelly and Rabbit, the two of you stumble through a doorway and the door disappears behind you. You are in a mess of things. You see a ways away, maybe the length of a football field. There is a glowing pink light that is slashing through the darkness at something. And there's a variety of things in here between you and there, which means you cannot see Nami and you cannot see this creature itself. You just see that pink light sort of like splashing through the objects here. I I click and turn on my eye beams. Mm. I look up first. What do I, what's above us? Nothing, just Just blackness. Can we hear the sounds, smell anything other than metal that is like stuff around us? You smell mildew and not rot because nothing is nothing is rotting here. But just I think this place, it smells like what an old antique store smells like. Mm. Cool. Kelly, you click on your eye beams and pan them across all of this stuff. You still cannot see over towards where Nami is. There's just like stuff piled in the way in these huge mounds. Uh, I'm going to start like sprinting towards that that light, the pink light. 
okay. and I want to be like bounding off of stuff like parkour basically like a, a floating like okay. dresser or whatever is like you know uh, just like hopping onto that and hopping like bouncing like bounding from that to like another thing to it like trying to find gymnastically the the quickest easiest route to this pink light i want to be clear here not everything is floating in this oh just place. just like light stuff the light stuff is like float like the stuff that was kind of like on the tops of this big pile is kind of floating in the air in for the most part these are just huge like hills of stuff you said yeah. junkyard and that was very like yeah. junkyard really but it's like a I'm junkyard picturing. when i say junkyard don't picture like cars and metal right. and things picture like domestic objects sure you know ovens and empty rolls of paper towels the ultimate hoarding house the ultimate hoarding house yes so Kelly, you are bounding up off of this stuff. Why don't you give me an act under pressure roll? Rabbit, what are you doing? We can't see, but do we know, like can we tell where Nami is? We can like hear the sounds of fighting or the direction they went from, or am I just exploring, trying to find a direction at this point? You can vaguely hear the sounds of fighting, but it is muffled. Mostly the reason that you know the direction Nami is, is the flashes of pink light. Right, okay, cool. I think Rabbit's gonna, for a moment, freeze and watch Kelly mound over the stuff, hopefully, but... 12. Mm-hmm. 12. <laughs> oh my goodness. Kelly, it, it's it's beautiful. I mean, it's acrobatic. This is the cryptid in their element. Like, this is the stuff you do, right? You scramble up buildings, you jump from rooftops. Like, this is your shit. So you jump up on, you know, you bound off of a bureau and scramble up a ladder that's just floating in the air as it begins to twist forward. And you jump off onto a pile that slides a little bit and you catch onto the edge of a fridge, the handle of a fridge, and use it to like pull yourself up and over this hill and out of sight from Rabbit. Kelly, you can see Nami now. She's down at the bottom of one of those piles and is actively engaged with a tall, soft form. Can I create an avalanche? You can try. I want to help with this. This is something that Rabbit stopped and was looking around and considering. Mm-hmm. So I, I would, I would like to help with this. This almost feels like Rabbit rolling and Kelly helping out if need yeah, be. Yeah. Does that feel that right? Feels right yeah. to me? Because I was like, I was unsure if I should do this because I'm thinking like, this is very volatile. I don't want to hurt my friend. But I think if Kelly starts going for it, mm-hmm. I almost feel like there's a moment where like Kelly goes to like shove something and feels this immense force that they can like coming from the direction of Rabbit and then like helps to I don't know. Yeah. What, what uh, like just like telling that can feel that Rabbit is there. Yeah. And yeah. then determines how much more they need to do. Rabbit, I, I think this is gravity magic. Okay, yeah, unfortunately, but you're so right. And it also, it also, like, the the reason I came to this conclusion for Kelly, too, is because, like, he is so far away still. Like, I can I can see Nami, yeah. but it's, like, it's such a f- distance and, like, feeling that, like, helplessness, like, I can't get there to help my friend. And so, like, oh, well, but maybe I can, you know, disrupt the environment in a way that could, like, help Nami get an edge on this. Yep. Creature. Totally. I'm rolling telekinesis. Okay. Oh no! Is there like a luck point to re-roll or is that a move I would take? Um, There's just a luck point. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. God. You could just use a point of luck here. You all do have full luck. No one's I used feel any like luck I, I yet. feel like this is a good time for it because I rolled a two and a one just now. And I'm, I'm rolling tough. at a plus zero for weird. So I'm at a three. There's no way to make this a success. I just have to decide, do I want to use the luck point or allow this to have consequences and take an experience point? But that would also put Kelly in danger. I feel like this being, this is, there's so much behind this. I'm going to use my nice. first luck point. Yeah. Okay. And move Rabbit one step towards Doomed and have a complete success on this with the help of my friend Kelly. So Rabbit, I mean, this is the first time that we've seen Rabbit Legitimately, I think this is the first time we've seen Rabbit use gravity magic successfully. <laughs> yeah, and almost um, at all. He, he tends to try not to. Yeah, so what does this look like? I think it's still very, like, forceful and uncontrolled, or seems that way. Like, pretty much everyone else in the coven could do something like this where it's, like, waves, you mm-hmm. know? And mm-hmm. it's, like, parting seas, almost, or, or shoving over very uh, directly and elegantly. And this is more like an earthquake in the whole room where everything starts to tumble and tumble and it's it's like tumbling one direction and kind of starts to tumble another way and then just eventually does fall it's just like constantly he makes it so everything is falling and then decides where it's gonna fall which is a struggle and probably a lot of Kelly's job at a certain point is staying out of the way Mm -hmm. and hopefully calling for Nami to heads up and do the same as Rabbit has like moat is like swirling around his head and spinning around his horns and doing sort of orbits around his body and then eventually uh whatever effect you feel is appropriate sam there's an avalanche that opens a path between us and nami and if at all possible stuns or separates uh from the monster i mean you used a luck point here so so what happens is there is an enormous avalanche that opens this path for you and nami you just look up as you hear this enormous sound and you see kelly perched up on top of one of these huge piles and kelly looks over and with a start like leaps to a different pile as this entire avalanche of stuff cascades down the hill and buries this thing in front of you. And I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go ahead and give it two harm for this. Ooh, cool. It is completely buried by these objects. Did it let go of me? It let go of you. <laughs> oh yeah, all of that happened, but you're stuck. You're still, it's- <laughs> But now, Nami, there are long cut marks running all the way down your arms, all the way to your hands. That golden glowing ichor that we saw you feed Ace is beginning to flow out of you. Rabbit, you can just see Nami now. And Kelly, it would not be hard to get down to her. This thing is buried. For a moment, there is pause. Nami, I want to know what you do. Is any part of it sticking out? No, it is completely buried. Um, I'm going to back towards my friends. And as I'm backing towards my friends, I'm going to try to lay on hands on myself. Okay. I I did I did do a roll, but we I didn't want to interrupt at any point because yeah. it was really cool, and I didn't want to be like, oh, by the way, I got an eight, like you know, like I think narratively, I feel like what happened there was Kelly was like, oh, I'm gonna have to trigger this avalanche, and then saw Rabbit like doing it so well that was just he was just like, oh, I just got to get out of here, yeah, 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 Rabbit do this, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. This is maybe the best I've ever seen Rabbit use the magic. This is the best yes. Rabbit. This is by far the most like proficient Rabbit has been with gravity magic. He cannot do this uh, reliably. And it is like definitely a huge moment like internally where, I mean, because like Kelly's thing is that he loves mm-hmm. 
monsters and myriads and like the the concept uh-huh. of like that kind of like ability and and power and stuff yeah. and so it's just like it is just like a deep profound like beauty to witness uh, a myriad use this kind of power yeah do we just see do we just see a moment is it like a, a close-up or a medium close-up on kelly his jaw just a little slack as he sees this all oh happen? yeah yeah definitely then I think the other thing we get is from behind you, you hear a voice as Butch says, get back to work. Nami. Yeah. What are you doing here? I did lay on hands. I rolled a, a nine plus one, right? Yep. Yes. So that's a 10. Great. Heal so two you harm. Heal two harm. Wow. Shit. Nami's, Nami's <laughs> tough, to, tough to go. <laughs> Yeah, those those scratches down your arms, we see them just like, like glowing and healing back up almost as fast as they were they were made. Awesome. And then I want to ready like I want to stand in between Rabbit and Telly with my sword just like in front of me ready for it to pop back out. Yeah, and Kelly is like now pretty much right next to Nami. Like has bounded down the hill and like is there now. Rabbit's in no state to bound right now. He's he's still like conscious and okay. I didn't take any harm from that or anything, but definitely shaken by that and mm-hmm. uh, more more stumbly than boundy for sure. The three of you are circled up now, and and now I think is the first time we maybe get a, a really good look at this place. These hills of stuff they go around you in a big circle, like probably a hundred yards wide, like a hundred yards in diameter and surrounding this circle of just like flat nothing, there are these huge, huge piles of stuff. It's clear whatever this stuff is has been here a while. There's this quiet moment as the three of you sort of circle up and you look around this place and you do not see an exit. There are no doors here currently. Um, I want to share this out of character, but maybe something we would talk about in character right now or have if because we've seen some of us have seen this thing before or we've all seen it at least, but some of us have been here before, right? Mm-hmm. I think things that are important are that we determine for sure, which maybe we have, that this thing can't be reasoned with because there is this whole question of when is a monster not a person or when mm-hmm. does it become a, when does a, a, a creature become a monster? Where where are these lines? And can we do we have any choice but to fight this thing? And I also think it would be good to try to figure out where it came from and if there's more of it. Yeah. Because if we just destroy this thing, we're not gonna do much for the town because there's obviously something bigger going on. That's an out of character thought, I think. Yeah. So just thinking in character, if there's a way that we can work towards that, I guess. I mean that definitely feels like an investigative mystery. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I was I was about I was about to roll investigate a mystery actually because I I was having the same thoughts. So Kelly, go ahead and roll investigate a mystery. For okay, me. so like as we all like circle up, I I do want to say like really quick like Kelly like re- puts a hand on like Nami's arm and 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 mm-hmm. just like can't make eye contact because there's a mask in the way, but like look you can tell. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah. and it, and and just like a little like nod as like an are you okay kind of thing. Yeah, Nami nods back. And Rabbit's gonna like just lean on the two of them if that's if that's doable, yeah. just because Rabbit needs some physical support right now. Mm-hmm. And then Kelly like starts looking around, like at first just in place, like kind of like peering around as much as he can, just from this position. And <laughs> so I rolled a seven plus two for my sharp, which is a nine. Okay. And would this technically be in in an attempt to clear Ace's name? 
because I'm trying to uncover the. Mm, you're talking about the bonus you you got from that very first roll, yeah. that very first a uh, read a bad situation roll. Yes. Um. Good question. I mean, I don't want to be too all encompassing because yeah. here here is here's what I'll say. If you add the plus one here, I'm going to give you very specific information that is about exonerating Ace. If you don't, I will give you more broad information. Um, let's do broad. So, which is just okay. going to be, I'm just going to hold one then. I feel like what is being concealed here. How do you two feel? Sure. I mean, it's yeah. either that uh, or yeah. like what sort of creature is it? I or think what can yeah. hurt it? What can hurt? What yeah. is being, the, <laughs> the big thing is there is a lot we don't know, right? About like, I, I have the questions of where did this come from? Can it be reasoned with? That kind of stuff, right? So that could fall under like, what can it where, where do? Where did this come from reads to me is like, what is being concealed here? Like, exactly. But yeah, but can it be reasoned with falls under what can it yes, do? I think yeah. so. And you have one question. Someone else, someone else can make a role here. I'll start with what is being concealed here. If we, if we want to, if somebody yeah. else wants to roll for investigative mystery as well. Sure. We can go. I mean, I will say as far as can it be reasoned with it's killed multiple people at this yeah. point. Yeah. So, I so then really there's a question of should it be reasoned <laughs> with? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is, a, which is a much more systemic question. Yeah. Like what do we do if we're able to, to capture this thing and talk to it? Where do we take it? Who do we take it to? Potentially anyway. killed, I guess. <laughs> we don't know if they were killed. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. a good, let's, that's let's a good William's point. Question in. That's true. That's a good point. Because we just... In fact, maybe it's making a tea party. Just, maybe it, maybe it, ca- it sucks someone in and then just drops a bunch of blood off. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> it's, maybe it's its own blood. Because when it sees people it loves, it bleeds a lot. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay, what is being Even though he was here? just trying to tear my arm off. <laughs> to bring you to the tea party. Right. Wouldn't Nami love to go? Okay. Uh, Kelly, you want to know what is being concealed yes. here? Here's what I'll tell you. You cast your gaze around and begin to dig through some of the stuff in these piles and very, very quickly you realize something. The stuff that is here on the top layer is like extremely modern. It's like stuff from like today, like stuff from yesterday, stuff from this year, stuff from very, very recently. As you dig deeper into the piles, past that just like very surface layer, you start to realize this stuff is old. The next date that you see beyond something from this year is the 1960s. Can I ask a question of, of something that Kelly would probably be looking out for as well? Uh-huh. Does it see, do they see any sign of stuff coming from outside of Norfolk slash the city? Yes, 100%. There is stuff here from, in fact, I would say it is primarily not stuff from Norfolk. Again, there is this like sort of surface layer of stuff that is modern and looks like it could be from Norfolk in the city. There's maybe like a a wrapper from a local fast food restaurant or something, right? And then right beneath that, there is like a carved wooden flute. Yeah, I mean, I'll express all of that information to Nami and Rabbit as well. I think I want to... Uh, I'm having a hard time here because I want to try and manipulate someone, but I know as a player that if this is like a monster, that move probably doesn't apply to it. So it would be a way to maybe figure that out. But sure. if I remember right, like there are... like At least in like rules as written, there's like creature or monster or something that you 
that, that manipulate someone doesn't work on because there are moves for that. Right. But it does feel like the thing that Rabbit would do right now is just try to talk to it because I don't think we've had the opportunity to. And I think Rabbit having come in and done a big show of force is going to capitalize on that. Yeah. And uh, he, so with like leaning on both of his uh, stronger, taller, if only slightly friends here, he's going to say, I could use some help with this for sure. And he's going to kind of step in front of them. And he's going to, like, try to pull out a voice from another persona that he is not right now. Okay. And just sort of, like, sound large and gruff and extremely confident. And just call out, You've seen what we can do? Come talk to us and we won't do it again. Okay, roll me manipulate someone. All right. That is a six plus two for eight, and I think I have a plus one to charm for a nine. Okay. Stuff just kind of like starts moving away from the central point, and this thing just slowly rises up and is just standing amongst the detritus. I think as a show of trust, so Moat has still been probably very, very spinny. Like, Rabbit is in doing gravity magic mode, and he's a lot more frenetic. He's going to just sort of like, with his hand, just near Moat, kind of pull Moat away, and Moat's going to calm down, spin into a calmer spot on his hand. And Rabbit's just gonna stare this creature down and hope that one of his friends has something cool and helpful to say to try to communicate with it. Kelly is just like behind his back, like putting on some Mothman specific like brass knuckles. (laughs) 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 What about Nami? Uh, I will stand as threateningly as possible with my flaming sword. (laughs) Then after a beat, Rabbit's gonna hold that for a bit. Just give, you know, give an opportunity and say, Can you talk? Can you speak like I am now? This thing very, very slowly reaches a hand down into the pile. Hey, 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 slow. You hear some glass cracking and then it brings its hand up and you see it's just a handful of like broken, I don't know, I don't even know what it is. It's probably like razor wire. Oh, razor wire is good. Razor wire is good. I think this thing pulls up this bundle of razor wire and just wraps it around itself. Just drag, like wraps it Okay, stop it doing that right itself. now and stop moving. Please, please, please stop moving. <laughs> Rabbit is starting to drop his voice, apparently. <laughs> the, the, the confidence. It is not listening to you, and it reaches another hand into the pile. And this time it is just shards of glass, and it just puts it in its mouth. It just presses it into its mouth and all around its mouth. So now it's like there are teeth, these glass jagged teeth, and they're just coming out from its mouth, like lining around its face. Uh, I have a question. Uh, (laughs) This is a move. Oh no. This is a move the monster is making. This move is called Spines. This creature will collect broken things it encounters to add to its own frame, to build armor around its core, or to make itself have spines and sharp points. If it manages to do this, its main attack adds plus one harm, and it adds plus one armor. Oh, so we just like stood here and let it power up, okay. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. does Rabbit kind of recognize that this is a hostile act? Oh, yes. Like, this thing is definitely, yes. like, gearing up. To, I mean, that's what I figured with the razor wire, but... Sam, just, like, for my visual, my my inner brain visualization, it's higher up than us, right? It is higher up than you, yes. Is it bigger than us, too? It is taller than you. I don't know if it's necessarily bigger. 
Okay. And not just taller than you because all of you are fucking five two. Nami's five four. Nami's got some height. Or whatever. <laughs> it is it is tall. This thing is probably seven and a half or eight feet tall. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're gonna cool. Kill it. I'm gonna leap at it and attack it. <laughs> and I'm I'll bound forward and do the same. Yeah, Rabbit just says kill it, and he's gonna step back uh, as far in back of, in the arena as he can. Awesome. Nami first, give me a kick some ass. Wait, wait, that's a 12. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> All right, on a 10 plus, you get to choose one extra effect. I will suffer less harm. Good call, Nami. <laughs> hey, Nami, good call. Hey, thank you. Nami, how much harm does your sword do? My, my sword does three harm. Okay, so it is gonna do two harm here. Okay. Oh my gosh. You swing your sword at this thing and catch it in the side and it just sinks in. Again, this thing is like soft. It has like the consistency of meat or putty or something. And it just kind of sinks into the side of it. And this thing just reaches forward and grabs you. I think grabs you by the throat. It just reaches out and grabs you by the throat. And this time its hand is just covered in glass, just covered in little spiny points of glass. And Nami, you would have taken four harm, then minus one because of your armor, then minus one because less harm. So you two. take two. So okay. what does that put you at harm wise? Three. And I do want to note, just as a reminder, because I have smite, that it does count as a weakness against the monster. Ah, okay. Then you see pink white flame begin to spread out from the source of your your sword's like bite into its side, and it kind of moves out of the way. It kind of almost deforms itself around your blade, so that your sword is no longer touching you. Kelly, what do you do? Okay, so I have I have this idea. You and I never really talked about like weapons that my that Kelly would have. Mm-hmm. Because I was like primarily oh like just like fighting, but like with monsters in mind. Uh, a while ago, I was like for regular stuff, just fighting people. Kelly has brass knuckles, but I had a mm-hmm. thought, and I want to get your opinion on it. That like for monsters and things that like require more, he has like special kind of like brass knuckles, like knuckle dusters that like when you make contact, like the concussive like force of that then like fires around into the like into something shotgun hands. Yeah, like basically like a shotgun hand like. Or like probably not a shotgun. That feels like it would have too much kickback and really be really bad for uh-huh. his wrist. <laughs> but like, because I'm trying, I'm because alternatively, I would only ever do one harm, and if it has armor, right. then I don't get to hurt it at all. Like so right. that that for me, it's like it was a way of sticking to my character because my character wouldn't just pull out a gun. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but having like knuckle dusters with like a concussive like. Like a like a, a round of something, a, a bullet or like something like that, that just like on, on impact is like, it like fires into it somehow. Here's what I will say, because I think this is something we should establish. I've been thinking about this a lot off mic. I don't y'all have never like hunted monsters before, mm-hmm. right? Like that's not like right, you no. aren't like monster. Yes, hunters, correct. Right. Okay, so here's what I'm gonna propose, because I actually really like that weapon, and I like Kelly having that. What if Kelly finds it here? Oh, sure. 
What if it is just laying oh. amongst the pile? I would love of if it was things. like kind of like an older, old timey like knuckle duster. It's like made out of brass yeah. or something. Yeah, dope. And what we'll say Steam is, punk. I think instead of firing something out of it, let's say that it is a magical force. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, that's cool with me. Okay, great. So you, Kelly, are searching around for something you can use to hurt this thing, and you see something glimmering on the floor, and you reach down and pick up this pair of bronze brass knuckles, and they just glint just right, and you see Butch's smile reflected in it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I rush towards this thing, and where Nami's sword is, I, yeah. I want to rush in and kick the sword into the creature. <laughs> Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Because it like it moved away from it, so it wasn't the sword wasn't touching it anymore. And I think like I rush in, right. and it's like Nami has just like made contact, and then it avoids it, and then I just like come in and push it further back in again. So I might even yeah. like punch it with like the new knuckle duster, just punch the sword, just so it ha- just boom Love it. into there. Give me a kick some ass. <laughs> There was a moment where I was like, oh no, I only rolled a seven. Plus three. <laughs> Plus three. <laughs> Kelly has ridiculous tough. What what does this look like, Kelly? Oh yeah. Well like yeah, so like I I as soon as like Nami starts charging forward, like that's where I'm like looking around. I'm like, oh, what could I even do? I have these like regular brass knuckles, but I'm like, I don't think that would do much. And then and then like searching around, I see these things, and it's like it just calls to me. It's just like I and I I pick them up and I like sprint right after Nami as like fast as I can, and like in order to get some more like force, you know, like some get, generate mm-hmm. some some momentum here. Kelly just goes into basically like this almost gymnastics routine of, of just like flipping yeah. forward and then like hitting the ground in a f- spring, a handspring, kicking the blade just as the creature's like, uh-uh-uh, you're not gonna get me. Like it, 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 you know, separates away from the blade and then just boom, yeah. I kick like the back of it. A little bit of my boot like gets singed from like the pink fire, you know, but it's mm-hmm. and bound this thing like yeah, right back up into the creature. And this sword propelled by your boot and Nami's rear back for another strike propels this sword and it cleaves this creature in half. The creature's top half falls back and its front half falls forward and they begin to dissolve. (laughs) I think at this point, so Robert was gonna like stay back but seeing that happen is gonna like move forward and kind of like rush forward as much as he can right now and try to like ascertain if it's going somewhere, what exactly is happening to it, is it dying? I think I want to investigate a mystery, feels appropriate. Sounds good. The six plus three for nine plus two for 11. Damn. So I'm going to ask, so is it too hold to ask a specific question? Is that how we do it? That's correct. Yeah, I think I'm going to ask like, is it over? Did we do it? Is this is this creature no no because we need to get out hold on i'm gonna ask uh uh yeah is it dead is it dead or is there something more to this i will say i will count that as a general question okay i feel like that is general enough to count as only one hold sure and the answer i'm going to give you will also be general no okay no it's not dead no it's not over what can hurt it the sword obviously does something 
rabbit. And this is sort of coming off that first question as well. This creature seems to have some sort of power over this space. If this thing were truly dead, the space would probably begin mm. to dissipate or collapse or something else gotcha. as well. So the fact that that is not happening means that there's something still going on here. Cool. But the creature part in front of you is very clearly like dissipating into nothing, which uh -huh. makes you think that <gasps> mm -hmm. probably this is just the front man, that there is some other part of this creature. Okay. Good job, guys. It's not over. And also, I think what it is, we might have to rush out of here. So let's try to find that exit before we do kill it, I'm thinking now. And also, we probably should kill it. I'm scared. Are you two okay? Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah? You sound a little scared too, Nami. Is that accurate? I'm not scared. I just got hurt a lot. They grabbed me by my neck. Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. but you have like, you're fine, right? Because you're like, you're like God. I don't know. My brain's rattling. I want to punch the ground. <sighs> okay. Just to see what that's like. You do that, slamming those new brass knuckles into the ground. And everything sort of shakes in this immediate area, but nothing else of note happens. Hmm. That's That was cool. Okay. Property of the place. Rabbit punches the ground. <laughs> Kelly looks at the knuckle dusters like after doing that. And is just, and it's just like, just thrilled. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whoa, Kelly, you're on your way. So uh, do we want to see if we can figure out what else we need to do to the creature or? I think best thing we can do is we all get high and look around, like up on the piles okay. of stuff. <laughs> Although to be honest, I would be a lot more relaxed uh, right I, now. I would like to roll, maybe read a bad situation. Mm-hmm, sure. I mean, one of the questions is, what's my yeah. best way out? Which we will need to know at some point. Well, well I'm trying to think. Actually, no. I'm going to do investigative mystery. Seven. So I get to hold one. God damn it. Mm -hmm. Real piecemeal yeah, information At this point, here. I just want to know what sort of creature is it? And I mean, not the thing that we just fought. I mean, given Rabbit's information of like, there's there's something more to this or whatever. Okay, I can give you that information, Kelly, but it is going to be in a sort of roundabout way. Yeah. Are you okay with that? No, that makes sense. Okay. All right, like I'm, I, something's about to happen, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool with me. Behind you, there is the hissing sound of fire. It sounds like a flare being struck up. And the three of you turn around to see five candles suddenly illuminate on the floor behind you. And very slowly, a person fades into view, kneeling in the center of the five candles. And you realize now that there are chalk markings connecting them. This is Cold Moon. <gasps> um. And Cold stands up from the pentagram and says, Rabbit? Cold! Rabbit steps forward. What are you doing here? We isolated the thing that got to, and she stops as she sees the other two standing here. What are you doing here, Rabbit? Um, investigating. I couldn't help myself. I'm just trying to help. 
Cole's demeanor, now that she's noticed the two of you, Kelly and Nami, it changes dramatically. It goes from this austere, very held, stern expression to like, you see her expression soften, the corners of her mouth edge up, the lines disappear from next to her eyes and forehead, and she strides forward with a hand. Wait, 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 no, 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 they're, they're fine. They're with me, it's okay. I was just introducing myself. Okay, sorry. Hello, my name is Rosa Kalyani. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you both. Would would we recognize Rosa? I don't I don't I don't mean purely from the the town, but like because she's famous, right? As an astronaut, she is famous. Yep, she has been on the news and is a member of the like local community council and has done some stuff with the city. Like she's she you would probably it, it basically. Think about your like local representatives. If you know who those people are, you would probably know who she is. This reminds me, Jonas, of uh, in in our college town where I I knew just enough about the mayor to know. Oh yeah, to know who it was, <laughs> and yeah. and so every, like sometimes I'd be at the local like cafe or whatever, uh-huh. and like, he, oh hey, and, that's and, the mayor. And he'd be there, and I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, oh, that's the mayor, and that is the most <laughs> I thought about him at all. There was also the year where you won a spaghetti eating contest uh, that I he did. was like <laughs> that he was also in or something. Yeah, and then I think I took William to a nice spaghetti dinner. Yeah, it was great. Also, just for Cold's Rose's perspective, I am the cryptid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> sorry, sorry William. No, you didn't uh, you didn't say anything. Well, you said they're with our, me. No, you, I know. Yeah. That that's true. That's true. Yeah. Rosa extends a hand to you, Kelly, as the cryptid. I want to make a big show of like taking off the knuckle duster. Okay. She'd be like, can't really see my eyes because they're behind a mask and like just like squinting like very mm-hmm. curiously and then like lifts up a hand, pulls off the the new knuckle duster and then like reaches a hand out to, to shake Rosa's hand. Rosa gives you a firm handshake, but it doesn't seem like she's trying to crush you. You know, it's firm and friendly. Mm-hmm. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance, Mr. Cryptid. And she turns to you, Nami, and says, and you are? I'm Nami, nice to meet you. Nami, a pleasure. And she shakes and gives you the same sort of firm handshake. She kind of like casts her gaze around and says, so the three of you have been doing some investigating. What have you managed to learn? And she looks at you like she's grading you on a test, Rabbit. Yeah, yeah, we've... Honestly, I think that it just, we sort of all independently determined that it was important that this get handled. And I mean, in truth, I should have known that you could probably figure it out and would, but I, I just, I don't think any of us could leave it in the hands of anyone who wasn't us. And so we had to get involved and we're just, just trying to make this stop. How you did know? you get in here? <laughs> yeah. How? Well, magic is becoming more and more common these days, more available to the everyman, and I like to dabble. Oh, so you dabbled your way into this creature's abode. I mean, we just opened a door, Kelly. It's not that unbelievable. Hold on. (laughs) Did you say Kelly? Fuck. Did you actually? I need to know. Um, I here's okay, I want to say no. Am I allowed to keep doing that? Like is I mean like where I, do I, I draw the say, line? Here's here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. 
that's the last time I'm letting it slide. <laughs> Next time I have to roll for it. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> if I want to do shit like that. Not this time. Oh my God. I got to figure that out. <laughs> and Rosa says, so you've determined, you've, you've also tracked the gateway demon here. Yes. Gateway demon. Yeah, we tracked the gateway demon here and we thought we killed it, but I think there's more she, going she on. She puts a hand up. Sorry. You did not know it was a gateway demon before you followed it? No. And you can see some of that sternness like coming, creeping back into her face. Wait, we didn't know. Um, Quiet, Rabbit. Do we know that Cold and Rabbit have... Not until this moment. So this is like also kind of a new way of seeing Rabbit. Be yep. Because he's like really shutting Deferential. down. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, where is it? Rabbit points to where the body was dissipating. I think some of it's over there. She turns and strides over to the area where you're pointing and starts rooting through the things piled there. Kelly and Nami, y'all have never, like, you've never met her in person. Yeah, I've only before, seen her probably. on TV or something, yeah. Cold is a tall black woman with short, spongy black hair. She is notably physically fit and quite tall. She carries herself as if she is carrying her astronaut training with her, and she wears a long, elegant coat, even when it's hot. When you say quite tall. <laughs> For us, that's like everyone. <laughs> I think she's probably six foot. Six foot, okay. yeah. That's, cool. that's about how I imagine cool. her. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. She like roots through this stuff, throwing a uh, an old, like an, what looks to be like an antique cuckoo clock out of the way. And it just kind of like, boo-boo, <laughs> as it hits somewhere else. And she says, where is the heart? You didn't find the heart? No, we haven't found the heart yet. Do you know where it might be? I have my suspicions. Rabbit, why don't you take your friends and go? You think you got it under control here? No, absolutely not. I think that is not. safe to say. No. Actually, um... If, if I could, how long have you been here in this space? Did you just show up or were you here like a couple minutes ago? She just showed up when you saw, when okay. you heard that hissing sound and turned around. That's when gotcha. she arrived. Okay, cool. So you just got here, but I kind of did. I think I had a breakthrough earlier and I wish you had been here to see it. I think he's like lowering his voice now. Maybe not so much as the others can't hear, but that is like kind of his, his aim is because he realizes he's, he's getting very familiar. I think there's a lot I can do here and I know my friend's they might even be stronger than me, in some ways at least. I mean, that's the cryptid. Come on. Rabbit, perhaps we can discuss that more. Look at her at sword. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but listen, we're already here, right? What perhaps do we have to gain? We can discuss that more next time you come in for the mentorship program. Okay. Well, um, Rabbit, Rabbit like turns around. You heard her. Let's skedaddle. Wait, wait, where's, where's the door? I'm going to grab Rabbit's arm and sort of like comfortingly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's like trembling a little bit. You can tell now. Give it, give it some like pats. Maybe even use my soothe a little bit and be like, Rabbit, it's mm. okay. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Will you read soothe for us here, Sam? Yeah. When you talk to someone for a few seconds in a quiet voice, you can calm them down, blocking any panic, anger, or any other negative emotion they have. This works even if the thing that freaked them out is still present, as long as your voice can be heard. Oh, my God. Great. Oh, my God. This is <laughs> That's so useful for this. Kelly doesn't move and, and like, makes it a point of, like, putting the knuckle duster back on. Um, Hold on. Okay. A, uh, Cold crosses her arms. Rosa? Was it? Yes. Or 
Ms. Kalyani. Ms. Kalyani. Okay. Ms. Kalyani, how about you do us all a favor? And because you seem to know where this heart might be, just fill us all in on that. And we can assist you. I think this is manipulate someone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is your one that you uh, are not so good at, right? <laughs> William just made a, a, a terrified face to camera. Yeah. Can I help out? Well, let's see. Let's see what Kelly rolls first. And if they're on the edge, on the cusp, then you can absolutely help out. I am on the cusp. What'd you roll? A six. You got a six? Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> Nami, why don't you give me a help out roll? If we both fail right now, that would be pretty funny. <laughs> a seven. Okay. Oh, okay. Excellent. <laughs> well, I succeed. So with help out on a seven to nine, your help grants them plus one to their roll, but you also expose yourself to trouble or danger. Nami, Cold turns to you and gives you a look. How are you helping Kelly here? How are you helping Kelly convince her to let you come with to the heart? I am, uh, while comforting Rabbit, I am going to like turn to her and I'm going to say, listen, we took down that terrible thing and I think we can, we can help out here, you know? We're pretty tough. Cold turns to Rabbit. Rabbit? Yes. It's so funny. During our mentorship, you've never mentioned your friends before. I would so much like to hear about them next time you're in. Okay. Well, I suppose uh, four heads are better than one. Follow me. <laughs> Moat Mo uh, frowns at her. <laughs> <laughs> and Rosa gets down on her hands and knees and begins to crawl through a passageway under a piano. Rabbit looks at his friends kind of over, over his shoulder and like shrugs and follows exactly. Now, uh, before before Nami and I go in, I want to like, I want to grab Nami. Like actually, this is kind of fucked up, right? Yeah. And they Wait, know which part? The, <laughs> they know each other. Yeah. And it does not seem... Good. Good. Yeah. Okay. Also, how did she know exactly where that little, like, entrance was under the piano? I don't know. That's all I'm going to say. She seems to, like, be pretty magical. She got here. Fair enough. Fair enough. And then Kelly's going to go in. All right. I'll follow. The four of you begin to crawl through the things in here, and it is tight. You crawl under that first piano, down on your hands and knees, and that is the widest that these spaces get. From there, it transitions into a play place like you might find at McDonald's for kids, and you are working your way through that. Then around the corner, it goes underneath one of those bouncy castles, and you are just crawling the fabric on all sides of you. And Rosa is, is sort of leading the pack here. I think she's kind of like snapped her fingers and made a small light float like right in front of her. So you were all following this like pale off-white light as she helps you through this area. 
At one point, there is a set of bookcases that are set up against each other with a huge something on top of it. And she turns sideways and says, this might get tight and begins to work her way through it, trying to not to knock the books off of the table. But it is like, there's no, there's no room here. There is, this is, the, the bookcases are pressing in on either side of you. For a moment, as you are all passing through this space, the bookcases wobble a little bit, and you realize whatever is on top of them is very, very heavy. And if these bookcases were to go out, it would crush you. Um, Miss Kalyani, if I may, um, I might have an easier time taking the lead if we want me to try something. I don't know how dangerous this is, but I don't feel quite safe here. I do trust you, of course. Well, you did ask to come along, Rabbit, yeah, didn't you? I did. I'm, I'm asking if it might be wise for me to come along ahead, like go on a scout on ahead. I can... Do you know where you're going? I guess not. Excellent. Then I will continue to lead. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. And she helps you. And I think at one point, I mean, this goes on for a while. Y'all are crawling through stuff for half an hour. By the time you are getting to the end of it, you there's no sign of the way you came. There's no sign of that big flat area where nothing is anymore. Are there like branching paths or is it a linear? Oh yeah, okay. there, there are branching paths in here. And Cole just seems to know which way to go. There's just something, some reason that she seems to know which way to go. Last but not least, you are brought through what appears to be a bedroom. There is just a bedroom here with a door at the other side. And it is full of things. There's, I think you crawl out from underneath the bed and there is just boxes in here, like moving boxes. Uh, some of them are torn open and ripped, spilling their contents down onto the floor. And a door sits in front of you. Rosa says, Rabbit, if you would be so kind. I'm going to clarify because Rabbit would be more sure. Is she asking him to open the door? Yes. Okay. Rabbit looks back to make sure his friends have followed and are okay and that we're all good. And then he reaches forward and opens the door. Moat starts like swirling around his wrist. Rabbit, roll me act under pressure. Oh boy. Can do with my, I believe, zero cool. Oh. Now I have a one cool actually. So that is, thankfully, a four plus one is five, plus one is six. Yay. Excellent. Go ahead and mark experience. Done. As rabbit, from behind you, from the closet door of this bedroom, a hand reaches out and grabs you by the leg and drags you into the closet and the doors close behind you. You are going to take from this grip three harm as shards of glass embed themselves in your leg. Ah! No one is quick enough to grab you. This is like movie monster moment where this thing mm -hmm. drags you into the closet and you are gone. Rosa starts and like looks looks back and runs over the closet <laughs> oh, door. Oh, I don't like that, Sam. I was like, okay, cool. Cold has a plan. Cold was expecting this. <laughs> Rosa runs over to the closet door and throws it open and there's no sign of rabbit. It is just an empty closet full of clothes. There's a moment where she's just looking into this empty closet and then she, you just hear her like take a steadying breath 
and she turns back to Kelly, well, the cryptid, and Nami and says, shall we press on? Uh, Kelly's going to try to kick the door open. It opens no problem. Okay. <laughs> Kelly's going to, yeah, so she turns and goes, shall we press on? And Kelly just like, there's a beat, and then Kelly just kicks the fucking door open. Standing in front of you is a long hallway. It narrows as it goes on. It is these blank concrete walls. And down all the way at the end, maybe, it's hard to say how far, but all the way at the end, you see a pulsing red light. And Cold says, that's the heart. Hi, everybody. It's Keeper Sam. Thanks so much for listening to the ARC 1 finale of Season 2. We originally recorded this episode all the way back at the end of October, and I've been dying to get it all out for you to hear since then. A quick programming note, the next two episodes will be a little different than our usual structure. We're going to be doing a short time skip starting with Episode 9, which will be an episode of Downtime, where we follow the characters as they investigate leads and wrap up plot threads without the overarching pressure of a mystery. Episode 10 is also going to be a little different. We're going to be playing a tabletop game called Kingdom by Ben Robbins in order to widen our focus and check in on the community of Norfolk as a whole. I was doing some perusing while finishing up this edit, and both of those episodes are sitting at about two and a half hours of recorded audio, which means the final episodes will probably sit somewhere around the two hour mark. This means there may be a little delay in getting those episodes out as we want to make sure that we have the time to polish them to our usual level of quality. If it seems like there is indeed going to be a delay, I'll try to give you as much warning as possible on our various social media platforms. Speak of social media. If you're interested in interacting with us or just want to stay up to date on the city of Norfolk, there's plenty of places to find us. You can follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at Pest Control Pod, on co-host at Pest Control, or on Discord at the link in the episode description. As always, Pest Control is a labor of love, and we'd really appreciate your help getting the word out. So please, tell a friend, show us to the lifeguard at your local pool, leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice, or make a piece of fan art and tag us on social media. Every little bit helps new people find the show, people who wouldn't even know it existed without your help. The next episode of Pest Control should be up March 19th. Our promo this week is for The Department of Variants of Somewhere, Ohio, an audio drama about the supernatural horrors of the Midwest. If you like horror with queer representation, excellent sound design, and original music, you should definitely check them out. Hey, is this a drill? Where should I go? We're in asymmetry then. This is worse than I thought. This isn't going to make much sense right now, but this building can... Move. Keep this receiver on you. If you get stuck or you see something that doesn't make sense, give me a call. The best way to succeed is to submit. Submit to the will of your pinstripe gods. Scarlet, back up. There's something here. It's huge and... That's what we call a lark. I don't know who it used to be, but that's what it is now. None of this makes any sense. What the hell have you people gotten me into? Nothing here makes sense. Get used to it. Welcome to the Department of Variance Control. Scarlet Jaunt. Over and out. 
The Department of Variants of Somewhere, Ohio is a new sci-fi horror audio drama by Rat Grimes, creator of the Dead Letter Office of Somewhere, Ohio. The Department of Variants is a full-cast serial fiction podcast about a shady governmental group that experiences a containment breach at its main office. One new hire and one mid-level employee from the Bureau of Transnatural Resources, named Jasmine Control and Scarlet Jaunt, are stuck on different floors when a lockdown begins. The two must communicate and get to the bottom of the building however they can. Not all is as it seems in the department, however. Beginning December 7th and airing weekly, listen wherever you get your podcasts, or go to somewhereohio.com or patreon.com slash somewhereohio for more information. The department thanks you for your time. Uh, I click on my LEDs. My my lights. Kelly, as you do, you realize something about the walls. They're not concrete. They are plastered bone. <laughs> oh. The turn on the lights, I see that. It's unsettling for a second. And then Kelly like leans towards Nami and says, I'll race ya. <laughs> Game on. <laughs> I start sprinting. And I sprint after. Rabbit, you are in the room at the end of this hallway. A door opens. You are dumped out the other side. And this thing reaches down, pressing you against the floor and opens its mouth to take a huge bite out of your face. Roll me act under pressure. Me act under pressure? <laughs> <laughs> This is didn't I just you 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 have so much harm that you've taken already like this is like I just took three harm yeah what are you at now rabbit three okay yeah okay that is a eight plus one is nine okay on a seven to nine I'm gonna give you a worse outcome hard choice or price to pay I'm not gonna give you all of the harm from this bite as you struggle away and try to use your shape-changing ability to get out of the way of this thing's bite, it reaches down and pulls some of the flesh from your cheek, Ah. and I'm only going to give you one harm. Oh. That is unstable, though. Okay. Rabbit, you are now unstable, bleeding from your wounds, and you hear the sounds of your friends, somewhat distant, but not all the way. In this room, there is nothing but red light. There is this pulsing red light that is washing across everything. And as you look up, you see a floating crystalline structure. Crystalline. And what are the walls in this room? They look like concrete. (laughs) The other thing you see, Rabbit, as you begin to look around for the first time is the heap of bodies just below the crystal. They are not whole. And that is where I'm going to leave that description because we don't need to get into it anymore. At a passing glance, which is all Rabbit could muster, does he recognize either his cousin or Ace's partner? From the way the bodies are heaped, it is tough to recognize anyone. Yeah. And Elio wasn't in danger because Elio's jelly. <laughs> Sorry, I just like I'm, I was like thinking this whole no, episode. This whole episode, I've been like, okay, why? So the victims are chosen from the myriad meetings just because that's like the best way that this creature has been able to hide itself, and. 
Hmm. like behind the bleachers it's just like a convenience thing and they just happen to be there so then i was thinking like okay well if the other people were in danger why wasn't elio and then i i I was like thinking i was like well it does like chewing on stuff and like like and it's using people's bodies to like make its domain or something Mm -hmm. like it seems like something like that so i was like oh maybe like elio was jelly and that was (laughs) why yeah and maybe maybe ace is even safe because of like being specifically a vampire and like, like having not dead having flesh blood, or something, not having yeah. flesh, like I don't yeah. know, yeah, something, yeah. Does it seem, Sam? I mean, the implication for me is clear, but that this crystalline structure is the heart. Yes, Rabbit is going to just begin. So Moat's going to kind of fly up there and start orbiting it. Okay, and so he's basically trying to connect with the heart and try to find its gravitational pull if it has one. Just kind of identifying and beginning to link with that for potential future action. Mm-hmm. Rabbit, I think you've got a chance to do something here. This thing didn't quite get the bite that it was hoping it would on you, and is pulling back to do something else to you. So, mm-hmm. what do you do in return? So, Moat starts going fast enough that it starts being kind of like a, a ring in the room mm-hmm. and I would like to try and smash the crystalline thing is it like a chandelier like it has an attachment like could swing or is it like attached like to the ceiling of this place um that's a good question you know what I had kind of been picturing it before as a big floating gem but mm-hmm. what if I, I'm I'm rethinking that just in this moment after you saying that what if it's like a stalactite What if it is a big red glowing stalactite hanging from the ceiling and dripping blood? Yeah. Then I think, yeah, so Moat is going to spin. He's going to, Moat's going to try to find a weak point in this thing. Okay. The weakest point in the structure, whatever that might be, and then start spinning around that. And I want to try to snap it off of the ceiling using gravity magic, using telekinesis, I think. God. You know what? No, I think right now I don't want to try to do something that drastic. I think I just want to crack it a little bit. Okay. I want to do something to get the creature's attention mostly. Yeah. So that I can run from it. Yeah. And keep Moat there kind of like tuning me in. But I, I don't want to try to do anything big yet. I just want to like get the creature's attention behind it so I can get out from under it and into a safe place. Great. Um, should I still roll for levitation for that or do like a manipulate someone or an act under pressure or something else? I think it's still gotta be, I think it's still gotta be gravity magic. If you're affecting cool. this thing in any way from a distance, I think yeah. it has to be gravity. gravity. All right, let's do that then and hope that I roll better this time. Okay, that's a six plus two is eight. And I'll read for gravity magic, which has a, I mean, we're, we call it gravity magic, but it is officially in the thing called telekinesis, telekinesis, yeah. in the Tome of alternative Mysteries. weird yeah. moods. So on a seven to nine, you move it, but it hurts. Choose. Oh, I forgot about this. Oh, choose one option and mark two harm. Oh, I forgot this would happen, but I've done it. Unless I want to use a second luck point in this episode, which I mm-hmm. don't, or this, this arc. Oh, hold on. How bad am I? I'll I'll be okay. So I'm going to choose one option from the bottom here. The options are something is held fast, something is hurt, something catches fire, you can fling something bigger than a person, you keep it basically under your control, or you suffer one less harm. Mm-hmm. If I choose to suffer one less harm, will I still have an effect on this stalactite, but not one I'm really in control of? Yes. Cool. Then I'm going to suffer one less harm, only take one harm, and now I'm at five harm. 
great. Your wounds are seriously bleeding out. The exertion of this yeah. pops blood vessels in your eyes. What happens to the stalactite? It begins to shake slowly back and forth like a pendulum, as if Moat is pulling it towards like itself. As Moat is orbiting this thing, it is like the pull of gravity that Moat is giving off multiplies by like 10 times, 20 times, a thousand times. And mm-hmm. this thing begins to like pull towards Moat as Moat circles it. The unpredictableness of this is everything else in the room is getting drawn towards Moat as well as Moat continues to circle this, which means you and the creature Uh. and you are pulled up off of the floor directly into the creature's like body. Like you are just pulled up towards it. And I, I, I mean, I think I need you to make act under pressure or you're going to take damage from yeah. the razor wire. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say uh, earlier that I forgot, as soon as when Rabbi said he started hearing distant sounds of his friends, yeah. he was making as much noise as possible and yelling out, hey, hey, help, help, yeah. while he's trying to do this stuff so that they can maybe triangulate, although they already are coming here, but he doesn't know that. Act under pressure. Um. Okay, it's a seven plus one for eight. Okay, here's what it is, Rabbit. If you decide not to get pulled into this thing, there is a piece of something in this room that is gonna move to block Kelly and Nami's way into the room, which means they will have a harder time getting in. If I if I resist the, the pull here? Correct. And, and that is resisting the razor wire pain as mm-hmm. well. Yep. I'm gonna go with it. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to let what will happen happen for now. Okay. Take two harm as you are pulled into the razor wire. What are the rules on if I were to reach seven harm? You which die. is the dying point. Okay, okay, okay. Then I'm going to I, I was confused. Did you choose not to get pulled into the creature or did you choose to get pulled into the creature? I, I chose to get pulled in and not block your Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I'm I think my only option here is to die or use a second luck point to avoid that damage. So that is what I'm gonna do. Okay. Okay. I'd rather be closer to doomed than certain to die. Then Rabbit, you shift out of the way and are thrown across this room in a cycle with Moat. What you manage to do because you're using a luck point is you shift out of the way just enough that you avoid this thing, but you're still caught in Moat's sort of like gravity. So you're kind of like thrown around the room in this like arc, but you're Mm -hmm. you're not like hurt or anything. You are just deftly doing this like you you are used to the pull of gravity magic and this thing is not kelly and nami do y'all want to roll to see who gets there first yeah okay sure (laughs) okay give me flat 2d6 don't add anything cool i rolled a Um, four and a four so i got an eight damn i rolled a five okay (laughs) kelly you get there first you are drawn you are actually being actively drawn towards this and the end of this hall is narrowing precipitously by the end of it there is barely enough space for you to squeeze into this room. It is actively compressing your chest as you squeeze yourself into this room. But you do, and are drawn inside and into Moat's orbit, and you see this massive red glowing stalactite descending from some ceiling above, and the bodies on the floor below it. You see Rabbit getting hurled across the room, and this creature attempting to stand against the gravity, and the creature looks to you. What do you do? I want to like basically like run towards a wall or something, the like quote unquote concrete mm-hmm. wall and jump off of it with the current of the gravity pull 
towards yeah. the stalactite. This will probably be two moves or something, but like I'm looking to jump towards it with enough force to like get my knuckle duster ready and like just bash the shit out of this stalactite. I think this is two moves. I think this is an act under pressure and I think this is a kicks and ass. Yeah. So I'm rolling my act under pressure first. Ah! <sighs> Would you roll? I rolled a nine. <laughs> Nami, you could help here. <laughs> if you want to. Um, what exactly are we trying to do, Kelly? You're trying I'm to shatter the stalactite. Yeah. I'll help for sure. That's so cool. Ten. Ten! ten. Yes! On a ten plus, your help oh. grants them plus one to their roll. There are no oh. consequences to you. I, so what I imagine <laughs> is Nami like squeezes through after uh, Kelly's been like sort of like taking in what's going on and then notices that Kelly's about to jump and then just like gives a little like lift up to Kelly. Oh yes, yes, is yes. It, is it a triumphant theme place? Are you, are you using your hands or is this like a magic, like is there a little pink thing that appears below Kelly's foot as he jumps? I think this is a physical thing. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Then you offer your outstretched hands and Kelly, you jump and you just jump into the maelstrom of this gravity magic, trying to ride it to this thing. And it does, you you jump just at the right moment, which means you accelerate into this thing and slam into it with your fist. Let's make the kick some ass roll because this other creature is going to try to fight. Well yeah, I, I assumed that that might happen. Yeah. How much we I guess we haven't decided how much harm this thing does, but it has to be more than one, right? Both a 38 revolver and a nine millimeter do two harm in this. Yeah. There also, I think, could be an argument made for hitting something like this with that. This feels like a possible plus one harm for a crystal structure being hit with a concussive blast. But I think it's two harm force, which means two it harm like, force. Yeah. Push, it you can know, push, f- explode. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's fine with me. That's cool. Okay. I I also I like the idea that Nami can do more harm than me, as well. Sure. Ju- yeah. Just for especially yeah. for that now, because mm-hmm. like if I was just naturally the strongest one in the group, it wouldn't make sense that I would pine towards some sort of higher ability or something. So right. Yeah. So I'm gonna lay into this thing. I'll do my kick some ass roll. Uh, that's a 10. Damn! <laughs> On a 10 plus, what's your extra effect? Yeah. Uh, this this creature, this gateway demon, has forgotten entirely about Rabbit and is leaping for you. I want to inflict terrible harm. Great. That is plus one harm. This thing, as you meet the crystal, it jumps up after you and it is just illuminated in this red light. It is, I think it is slow motion. We see its maw just opening, 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 and then clamps down right on Kelly's midsection, like right across your ribs and into your stomach. And you feel these shards of glass sink in deep. And I think one of them sinks right into your back, Kelly, right into the muscles in your back. And then you strike this stalactite and it fucking explodes. It explodes into a million little pieces. You, this whole section about a five foot chunk below you and above you just shatters into 
pieces. And the portion below that falls down, you know, hitting this pile of bodies on the way down. And the upper portion now completely unmoored, you see it kind of rip free and fall against that wall and just like crash into this wall and shatter further, cracks running up the sides. And this creature shrieks at you, but it is not done yet. Nami. Kelly. <laughs> Help me. You have taken four harm I thought, from this I thought bite. that might be the case. What does that put you at? I am at five. Great. Okay, so you are also, also unstable. unstable yeah. Great. <laughs> Nami, this creature has just bitten into Kelly and lands with a crash down to the floor amid these shards of crystals. What do you do? I'm going to turn back real quick to look at Rosa. She is running. She is she is almost in this room. I'm going to turn back and look at her and I'm going to yell, do something about rabbit, please. And then I'm going to <laughs> rush at the monster. Okay. Kick some ass. Oh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, plus two, 12. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Left and right. Left and fucking right. Okay. On a 10 plus, what's your extra effect? Jeez, that's tough. I am going to give advantage to Kelly. Okay. You swing your sword for this thing. Where are you aiming? Like, what are you, what are you aiming for? It's biting into Kelly. It's kind of like hunched over him right now. Uh, like it's midsection. Okay, like chopping it in half again? Yeah, kinda, yeah. Okay, you sink your sword into it and that white pink fire begins to spread along it and it lets go of Kelly as it like arches its back and like shrieks and screams at you. And then it reaches out a hand and just knocks you to the ground. Its only goal here is to like get you the fuck away from it. It just throws you across the room and you fall and roll through these shards of red crystal and you are going to take two harm here, Nami. Okay. Minus one. Minus one. Minus one. Wow. God, I need, I need to get to kill, some armor. <laughs> <laughs> what does that put you at? Four. Four. Cool. Wow, y'all are getting... You're also unstable. Up. I am unstable. Yeah, you are bleeding from a dozen wounds now. Well, a dozen little <laughs> shard wounds now, Nami. Uh, and this thing rears up again, and Rosa runs into the room, and with both hands, she extends forward, and this just, like, I think it is, like, dark purple. Like, it is this dark purple light, just, like, extends forward, and this thing is, like, throws up its hands, and you can see bits of it kind of, like, being, like, taken away. It's almost like it's standing in a vacuum tube, and bits of it are being, like, sucked away behind it, and she begins advancing towards it, and you can see the expression on her face. It is terrifying. Kelly, what do you do? I'm I'm just going to, like, roll back over and just, like, punch into this thing. Boom. Bash into it. Give me a kick some ass. Well. 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 Well, that's interesting. Uh-huh. Because with the... And I have a plus one forward from Nami. Mm-hmm. So that does that. That ends up putting me at a seven. Okay. <laughs> you and whatever you're fighting inflict harm on each other. Here's what I, here's what I think happens. Like, here's what I'm interested in. You get this shot on this thing, Kelly, but you realize the only way to do that 
is to step into this stream of magic that Rosa is projecting from herself. So you step into this stream and instantly, Kelly, you begin to feel yourself grow colder. The life is draining out of you and you feel your back, the the direction facing this stream of magic, begin to tingle as you start developing frostbite and you reach out a hand, reel back and nail this thing right between its eyes. It is blown back away from you and hits the opposite wall. You do two damage, is that right? Yes. Then it hits the opposite wall, slides to the bottom, and then begins to pick itself up once again. (sighs) It is not quite over yet. Rosa advances, still projecting this energy, ignorant completely, Kelly, of you being in the way. You're gonna take two harm from this. Wait, wait. You were at five, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, I'll just take no harm. I'll use a luck point. You take a luck point. Okay. Yeah. Not to not not to not to make be so blasé about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll just turn my kick some hass into uh, automatic success, and uh, in that case, I have to suffer less harm, so that I only take yeah. one. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And with that, you you step out of the stream of this magic, out the other side, and you can just feel your whole back is like raw and tingling with this like cold fire. Rabbit. Mm-hmm. This thing is cold is advancing on it. She is kind of pinning it down with this magic. And it, it is just this look on her face is just fucking brutal. What do you do? I think Rabbit is like barely holding himself together, even in consciousness right now. I also think his face is falling off a little bit. He was like mid shape shifting and just like, yeah, he he is he is in a very bad physical state and having a hard time really doing much or thinking about fighting this thing at all. Mm-hmm. I think what he's gonna do is look around and try to get a good bearing on a situation and what we can do once this thing is destroyed, which he hopes is about to happen. And I would like to read a bad situation. Okay, sounds good. Cool, that's a seven plus two is nine. So I'm gonna hold one. What's my best way out? Rabbit, as soon as this thing is dead, this place is gonna start to collapse and you need a way out quickly, which means you are not gonna have time to spend half an hour crawling back through shit to get to some place that cold came in. You need to make a portal out of here or someone does now. Okay, so I think Rabbit has barely, has. I mean, obviously he's done training for the general magic that the coven does. Like he's he's been involved in some like rituals and stuff that do things that are not on his playbook, mm-hmm. but it definitely doesn't come naturally to him. But he is technically, I think he knows how to start it. And I think he recognizes only Col- Cold is gonna have to finish the portal to get us out of here. She's gonna have to do most of it, but I think he's going to try to bring Moat back and start drawing a circle on the floor and start pulling from his memory as much as he can and try to get that ritual started. Well, here's what I will say. The the other person here who can use magic is Naomi. Oh, sure, yeah, that's right. So I can totally imagine a situation where it doesn't even occur to Rabbit that yeah. Nami can do this and makes this explicitly for cold. Mm-hmm. But what I will say here, what might be interesting is to have you initially, to start with, roll a help out roll and then if Nami oh. if Nami notices this, Nami can use magic or y'all can wait for cult. Yeah, I think does that, that make sense? That does make sense, yeah. Okay. And I think he's definitely not being like coy about it. He's not like trying to but he's also not necessarily displaying it. He's just like 
doing this and starting, and it might be something that Nami recognizes as like a magic act, but not something she's seen him do before. I would love for this to be something Nami gets involved in for sure. But yeah, I think Rabbit's not thinking too much right now. He's just trying to run away. So I'm gonna roll to help out, roll plus cool. So that's an eight for help out. So my help will grant a plus one to, to the roll that will come, but I will expose myself to trouble or danger. Okay. Nami, I'll just leave it to you as a player choice. Do you think you noticed this in the heat of the battle? Ooh, um, yeah, because Nami was already concerned about Rabbit in the first place, so I think I would have okay. noticed. Yeah, you also, I, I do want to be clear here. It was very intentional. You told Rosa, you told Cold to go look after Rabbit, yeah. and she instead went to go kill this thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. No, I noticed that. Fine, I'll do your job then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to run over. God, there's so much I, I want to do. Um, I noticed the thing, and I noticed that Rabbit is starting something. I'm gonna run up mm-hmm. to Kelly, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say, oh, "You better get back in that fight." And I'm going to do lay on hands. Okay. Mm. God bless, dude. I am rolling like crazy today. Hell yeah, <laughs> Nami time. <laughs> that's uh, a twelve. Oh my god. <laughs> Kelly, you are healed for two harm as Nami does this. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what a gift. <laughs> and then I'm going to run over to Rabbit and I'm going to say, oh, okay, I- I've-, I've done something like this sort of before. <laughs> yeah. Well, do whatever you remember. We'll figure right. something out. And I'll- I'll- I will help. We're gonna make a messy okay. magic. I like this. I feel like we're, we're I feel like we're applying two different disciplines mm-hmm. to this, probably. And yes. Rabbit is doing his poorly. I don't know what Nami's relationship with like magic rituals is, but she did do a summoning portal That's earlier. True. <laughs> so Nami, tell me, what is the effect you are trying to achieve here? I would like to do one thing that is beyond human limitations. Okay, which is rip open a portal to back to your Correct. world. <laughs> if if yes Great. yes. It's like, it's similar to what I did with Ace, but on a bigger scale <laughs> in mm-hmm. my brain. You yeah. Know? All right. Or we could, how about we banish us from Ooh. this place? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could also do that. That's actually what I was looking at before you, I, you said that. I, but, so. but then who knows where we go? No, I don't know. It, it's probably the same either way. What'd you roll? I rolled an eight. <laughs> All right, on a seven to nine, it works imperfectly. Nami, what is your glitch? You know, I would have to say that I am, I am, I am the motherfucking glitch. Glitch. <laughs> and she was on the side she of the video game. She was on the side game. of the video game. <laughs> um, I'm going to take a harm. <laughs> okay. What does that put you at now? Uh, five. All right. Nami, your injuries worsen as you channel your magic into this, but a hole begins to appear on the floor where Rabbit has begun carving marks in the ground. You can see it now. There is daylight. There is daybreak beyond that hole. It is Norfolk. You will be headed back there. Kelly. I guess I'll get up. Mm -hmm. And all this chaos and everything, I'll, I'll like move towards the hole that Nami is creating here. And I want to look back at Rosa mm-hmm. one one more time here, just to like, I, I know this is like, you know, it's brutal, it's devastating, yada, yada, yada. But again, like, Kelly can't help but be like envious, you know? 
I think the other thing that Kelly picks up here that maybe Nami and Rabbit don't see is that Rosa is really enjoying this. Hmm. And there's a, there's almost, almost like the just the sprinkly little little bit of like respect in that. Mm-hmm. And then Kelly jumps through the hole. You try to jump through the hole. And Butch grabs you and pulls you back up and says, finish your job. <laughs> what does that look like to us, if I could? It looks like Kelly begins to fall and then suddenly changes direction. <laughs> okay. Well, in that case, <laughs> I'm going to... I'll, I'll, sh- I'll shake my head out and like, it's almost like a, yeah, you're right kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm going to touch the knuckle dusters together and just like run towards the creature for like a punch, trying to avoid the, the cold magic as much as possible. And you feel, Kelly, in this moment, you feel Butch's arm over your arm. You feel it in you. You feel it around your knuckles. You feel the claws that he has that are coming from your fingers. And I'm going to give you a plus two on this roll. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Uh-oh. Whoa! Um, <laughs> uh, well, you said it. <laughs> a little unnecessary because I did roll a five and a six. Uh, Nice. Oh my gosh. So that, is that 15 now? But well, with, t- with tough. That... No, actually. Oh no, it's 16. 16. Damn. Yep. I, I mean, with Butch's help here, Kelly, what what happens? You tell me. This thing this thing is destroyed. But what happens? Yeah. I so so Kelly like runs over and like reels back, and it's like almost cartoonish like the the way that his like arm like whips it it's like it's not it's not an uppercut it's like a down down cut you know it's a it's Mm -hmm. reels the fist over and like is almost attempting to punch this thing into the ground but like when it happens it like the fist makes contact and it's like slow motion and it the force of it does not send anything it's it's like it's it's like in slow motion seeing you know a fist just like run through some sprinkly water like you're you're seeing the water just like like very slightly separate to the sides as it's being like ripped through mm-hmm. and as the rip is happening it's just really carefully displacing the creature and it dissolves at the same time like immediately just before it dissolves, Kelly, because you are rolling kick some ass, it is going to sink its teeth into your arm one last time. That's four harm. Four harm? What are you going to do? You have a 10 plus, which means you can reduce the harm by one. I mean, I can reduce the, I can reduce the harm by one, but I still... Well, that, that, no, then you'd be at six, right? Because then you're at three? I'm, I'm... You were five, got healed for I two, was at... so... I was at six and got healed for two. Oh, well then there's no, yeah, reducing it wouldn't. The only thing you could do is use a help. luck. Yeah, I would have to use a luck point again. 
Kelly, the only way for you to avoid using a luck point here is if someone else rolls protect someone. That's what I was just getting at. I was trying to figure out if mathematically I can, because on a seven to plus, you protect them okay, but you suffer some or all of the harm they were going to get. Yeah, but wait, you all have like the same harm as me though. So like, She's got armor. so if you get a seven, a seven plus like less than a ten, you you protect them okay, but you'll suffer some or all of the harm that they were. Don't going to. worry, she's not going to get a seven to nine. You'll never guess. You'll never guess. What did you roll? Twelve plus two, fourteen. I think, Kelly, you are dissolving this thing as you punch through it, but its jaws begin to close around your arm. And what we see is Nami just out of nowhere, just reach up and hold its mouth open. And it dissolves. The last bits of it dissolve into dust. And Nami, you sprinkle glass shards to the floor. This place is coming down around you. Everything is falling in. The walls are literally like, like it's like a house of cards. Like they're literally about to fall and crush you. You have to go through that portal now. Everyone roll act under pressure. Okay. <laughs> one more I will roll one act more under chance pressure. to die. And I would like to specifically, Sam, hold the portal until everyone else is through, unless cold won't allow me to, but my friends at least. Yeah, that's the plan. Eight. Uh, I rolled an eight. Also rolled an eight. I rolled a five plus one for six. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't want to use a third luck point. Is there is there a chance that I can? Because the bodies are in the room, right? Yeah. But, mm-hmm. And it's going to be hard to tell who they are because they're so, you know, messed up or they've been used for parts or whatever. But is there is there anything that I can snag before going through the portal that's like? Something of Kennedy's, like because Kennedy is the is Ace's partner, right? Correct. Yeah. And then also the corn, corn, corn. Yeah. Corn is uh, the Neve. name of that person, right? Their other name, their their um their name is Neve Gardner. Like that is their like going by name. I wouldn't but... know about corn though, right? Or did you you told no. you told us that there was another person and you were really cryptic about it and it's like, okay, okay, so should I just ignore that? I think it makes sense for you to try to grab as much, like, to s- try to grab stuff that could identify these bodies. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I'll just grab something from everybody if I can. I don't think this is investigative mystery or anything. Just roll me a flat sharp Okie dokie. Five and five is ten plus two. <laughs> Damn. Okay. See, okay. So if only that was my act under pressure roll, you know? <laughs> I know. I know. You grab an engraved watch that you flip on the other side, and it has an inscription from Ace on it. It is pretty clear that it is Kennedy's. It is covered in gore, but you wipe away from the bottom and realize the inscription is there, and you grab that. And the other thing, just like last second, uh, as you are about to slip through this portal, you see a gardening book, a little pocket gardening book, and you grab that on your way to, I don't think you have time to do anything about it. I think you grab it and pocket it and you're away. Here is what happens. You all make it through the portal. Oh, great. Okay, cool. So end of episode, Sam? Wow. Good hunt, everybody. Wow. Real nice. Clean this up. Wrap it up. Get on out of here. Nami, you are standing in the city's police station, directly (laughs) in the center of the city's police station. (sighs) Kelly, you are standing in a house you don't recognize. (laughs) 
and <laughs> you hear a shotgun cock behind you. Oh my and god! You turn around, and Simon Pip says, <laughs> "Who the fuck are you, Rabbit?" Did Rosa go before me? That is one thing I want to know. Rosa, Rosa does not go before you, but you do see her okay. go. Okay. You see her go as you are sucked through this portal. She disappears from view, and Rabbit, you are in darkness. There is a very soft sound at first. Is like water dripping off a ledge. And all at once, your vision is consumed by fire and heat. And you can feel it burn. And rabbit, it feels so familiar. All around you, white hot fire, ripping you apart, rending your flesh from your bones. And it feels like home rabbit and then you wake up and your mom takes a cloth from your head and says hun i'm so happy to see that you're okay you've been out for and you miss the last of her voice because you're back suddenly you're coming through your memories rabbit through memories you may not even remember You're in the back seat of a station wagon. One of your moms is in the front passenger seat. The other two are in the back with you. You're sandwiched between them. Rosa, cold, is driving. You're looking up at all of them. You feel yourself smaller. You feel yourself as you were as a child. Looking up at the world, seeing the flash of the world outside as it rushes past. Rosa is humming something. And your mom, Tissy, the one in the front passenger seat, turns to her and says, It couldn't have gone better. Cold turns to your mom and says, He is going to be such an asset. Yeah! 